wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube at Bad Bit Games. And if you like what you hear, please drop us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you really, really like us, you could drop us a buck on patreon.com slash badbit. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Man, that was that was real good, Joe. That was a real that was good intro. That was the best one. That was my best one yet. In the two years that we've been doing this, that might have been this the best one you've ever done. Honest to goodness, <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling electric because today we have probably some of the biggest news in our two years of existence yeah. of a podcast. Yeah. This this is huge. We're going to be talking about E3 being canceled. That's right. E3 2020. Canceled. We're going to be talking about Horizon Zero Dawn finally confirmed coming to PC. We're going to be talking about Last of Us being adapted as an HBO show. We're going to be talking about Reggie coming to GameStop. We're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima and so much more. But Kyle, before we get into all that goodness, first, how are you doing, sir? And what have you been playing? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. I will not lie to you, Joe. I am a little worried about this illness going around the world. <laughs> Um, yes, I'm your fan. <laughs> I uh, I told you before recording that um, there's some confirmed cases on either side of me, and it just feels like yep. they're slowly Same. coming in and just surrounding Same. me. Um, also, we can't see it because YouTube will literally yeah. flag the video. So the freedom of speech is dead. I don't know what's <laughs> more alarming, uh, but like we'll just call it. You know what? We'll we'll call it the the illness. Or down with the sickness. Oh, I like that a lot. So when we talk about E3, we're just going to do, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Please disturb. Don't don't copyright claim this. Don't (laughs) don't do it. You're right. Every move we make, YouTube's going to be on us. But Kyle, same here. Like, it's everywhere. The first case that broke out is 15 minutes away from Mm, me. Yeah. In my state. So like. Man, every, you know, every move we make, every step we take. Last must have getting too real. Ridiculous. It's getting Do, too real. You know what? I'm I'm prepared. I got I got duct tape. I got shivs. I could defend myself. All right, that's fair. Grown ass man. That's fair. Know? Kyle, listen. Let's get the real stuff out. Sure. Who cares about yeah. it? Let's be real, right? I've never washed my hands in like seven years. Kyle, my question for you mm-hmm. is: What have you been playing? So? Uh. Not to, I mean, not to stray too far from what we we're talking about. I dive back into the uh, Division Two. <laughs> oh shit! I just read it on the doc. Speaking of like dealing with uh, a pandemic and illness taking out and wiping out people, yeah. um, obviously I bought this a couple weeks back when it was like three bucks on PSN because um, it was too good to pass up. Uh, yeah. You bought it on every system possible um, for that same reason. I bought it on a pocket calculator somehow. <laughs> Oh, like one of those TI-80s, like graphing calculators? Yep. That's yep. awesome. I spell boobs with it, too. <laughs> uh. Really? Three minutes in? This is what I'm going to start Hey, with. this is an important episode, and we're starting yeah. on the right foot. Um, yeah, starting strong. I-, I loved The Division 2 from what I played earlier, uh, earlier yeah. last year, when before I, I kind of put it down. I think my stat said I played for 17 hours or so before I stopped. Hmm. Um I liked it. It just didn't fully grab me. Uh, but now when I hop back in, I'm all about gathering that loot and upgrading my loadout. And it is yeah. a ton of fun. I've been playing with some people. It's 
It's, oh, really? It's, so you've been actually using because you're a solo gamer. I am so a you solo actually gamer. Been playing, yeah. You, like, have you been playing with friends or just randos? Uh, no friends. Uh, we started oh. a kind of NYC clan. Um, oh, you and Mike have been just burning yeah. up DC. I love it. Yeah. Now, how do you like the like the shooting gallery portions? Like, uh, like the the missions themselves or the dungeons, whatever sure. we're gonna call them in this game. Uh, yeah. They can be very repetitive, and I get that. Okay. It, it is, but I feel like the shooting feels so good in Division. Yeah. Um, every gun has its own unique feel to it and unique sound, and I, I'm enjoying that a whole lot. Also, it looks real pretty on my 4K TV. I didn't have it when I played it last year. Oh, um, and the HDR so is, totally is new for real, you. real nice in Division. Okay. Um, so I'm excited. I'm. This will be probably my main focus until like Doom, or mm. actually. I take that back because a major game of mine is, is I'm getting to play it on Friday. Uh, MLB The Show is out. So, like, oh shoot. I, I, I right. totally forgot that will be my next thing. But um, this is a nice distraction before all the big releases right. start coming and up. And it's only three bucks. Exactly. That's the main thing as well. Yeah. Like, I, I'm very tempted to get back into Division because I'm only so many trophies away from the Platinum. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if I could get that overpowered armor, I could get back to the original content and just wipe the floor with everything. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like what I'm thinking about. But yeah, I've been playing Doom on PS now, which I'll be making a video on that on Bad Big Games. And most importantly, Kyle, I played a new, Battle and you're going to be shocked about this, <laughs> Battle Royale game called Call of Duty... Modern Warfare. Just a small game. Warzone. Small indie Just title. Just a small, a little indie yeah. thing. We're going to see how it goes. It was but... in the indie mega booth at PAX, we, but <laughs> it, we just couldn't find it. It was so tiny. Yeah. It was under the U.S. Navy uh, uh, banner. <laughs> anyway, uh, Warzone, man. This was announced late last week. It has come out here. It is on every platform known to man, even that pocket calculator I mentioned earlier. Crossplay enabled. That's how I've been playing with my Xbox buddies on my PlayStation 4. And let me tell you something. This is... It, there. I think there was an article of how, like, how this Battle Royale, this Call of Duty Battle Royale, feels more Call of Duty than Blackout. Mm -hmm. And it also paints this picture of how we spent $60 on Blackout. This battle royale mode, essentially, and it is it is here for free now. Yeah. <laughs> does just, does it feel like you paid me. sixty bucks for a beta or like a like a test? Yes. Now now playing Warzone, it is way more refined. It is it's kind of taking the best elements from like something like Fortnite. So like the shield system mm -hmm. is very reminiscent of Fortnite. There's no like purple shields or or you know green shields or whatever. You're picking up, you know a I think they're called like steel steel plates, and you're using that. That's how your shields work in the game. Uh, weapons and loot just fall on the floor, and you're able to collect them by running into it like Fortnite. Um, it's squad-based like Apex Legends. There's a ping system that is not as good as Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. Actually, pretty bad. And uh, But other than that, there are also... The map's huge. Kyle, like this is, this is a 150-person Battle Royale map. And the map speaks for that as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, the cool thing about this this mode that is different, and it kind of wows me how... I mean, I, I get it. Battle Royale is still a young genre, but it's it amazes me how there's so many fresh takes. Like, Apex is a fresh take so different than Fortnite. And even with this, a squad-based Battle Royale, way different than Apex in terms of if you die in the game, for example... 
you actually have a respawn kind of mm. you actually get sent to a gulag where then it turns into a gunfight mode where you're fighting someone else for an extra life which i thought is pretty awesome and if you win you get you get to drop back down with your friends and if you lose well that's it that you have to wait for your friends to get to a spawn point or like a little like a like a shopping cart icon i forget what it's called but then you purchase your friend another revive and they come into the game uh, and then the other cool thing as well, when it comes to like loot and stuff, the drop boxes, the supply drops in the game actually give you your loadout, whatever loadout you want from your normal Call of Duty play. So if you have a particular loadout that you're into, you don't like the guns you have, you could get the loadout with all the cool stuff attached to it. And that's it. That's dope. It feels really good. It's again, it shoots like Call of Duty. It feels tight. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a ton of fun. I'm liking it a lot. I don't know if this is an apex killer. Mm-hmm. I'm just maybe enjoying it more because I'm really good at it. And I can safely say that. I'm very good in this game. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm liking it a lot. Don't know if it's gonna be my main slice, but it is something. Already got a win in it. Got a got a couple of like top five. So nice. This is it, man. It's awesome. With that, Kyle. Listen, enough of me blabbing about Battle Royale, okay? Let's talk about some gosh dang news. But before we do, I want to shout out all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash badbit. Of course, our newest patron, thank you so much, Stephen Weber, and our gold patron, Robbie Bobby Miller himself. Thank you all so much because you guys, we went to PAX and I got this pain in my back. But with that, (laughs) Kyle, let's get into the news, sir. Let's square it up. Uh, yeah, really quick before I read this, um, yes. I did replace the illness word with the word the illness in this article. So in the main okay. article, it says the real thing. I replace it just in case anyone is like, you plagiarized. No, I just replace it so I don't have to mess it up. I gotcha, um, gotcha. Jason Schreier from Kotaku writes, E3 2020 canceled. The biggest trade show in video games is skipping a year. E3 2020 is canceled as a result of the illness that is currently spreading across the globe. The organizers of the conference said today, quote, after careful, oh my goodness, I thought that said consideration. After careful consultation with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9th through 11th in Los Angeles. Uh, the ESA added that it will be looking to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in June 2020, end quote. Warner Brothers Games was preparing to host an E3 press conference for the first time, according to three people familiar with the publisher's plans. There, WB Games had planned to talk about a number of much-anticipated games, including a new Batman, a Harry Potter game, and the next game from Arkham developers Rocksteady Studios. It's been a bad year for the ESA. Last year, E3 leaked the personal information of thousands of journalists. Earlier this year, video game personality Jeff Keighley announced that he would be skipping the show, where he has traditionally hosted an event called the E3 Coliseum, full of panels and interviews. And just last week, E3 creative director IM8Bit also pulled out of the show for reasons that appeared unrelated to the illness. So Kyle, what is first and foremost your take on all this news? What is your take on E3 being canceled? Mm Because of <laughs> obviously it's a huge bummer. Um, yeah. As a video game fan, E3 has always been something I look forward to. I have taken off of work. I have sat on the couch and just watched every conference, 
everything yeah. that I could possibly get my hands on of coverage for all these cool new games that were announced. So obviously for me, that's a bummer. Um, but like personally, uh, being affected, it, like it doesn't really affect me more than just being a fan. Right. Right. Uh, I am super bummed out and really it hurts about everyone that works at the Coliseum uh, works there, works at the hotels, all of the little, the smaller games that won't have a chance to showcase their game on the biggest stage, uh, pretty much, mm. uh, for video games. Um, it, it, it is, it is a, a big time, uh, decision. I, I think, I still think it's the right decision for everyone's health involved, but, um, Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's, yeah. I've seen some people like, Oh, they're just caving into hysteria. No. I'm like, I mean, what we just talked about in the beginning, like it's, it's happening. Yeah. It's growing yeah. rapidly. It like, just let's settle everyone down affected professionally. Um, that it's obviously a huge blow uh, for everyone yeah. involved. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I think uh, Nate, our, our guest, uh, mm-hmm. the two-headed giant himself, stated, you know, what I'm the most bummed out about is the fact that like all these indie games, yeah, where they where they're going to go mm-hmm. if not E3. Like the deals that could have been made won't get made. And that's the thing that he's mostly worried and concerned about. As we're seeing things like GDC, South by Southwest, now E3 PAX even was affected. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's a huge hit for indies and the smaller studios. Like at the end of the day, Warner Brothers can make their own little conference or their own little indie direct about batman but nobody else is going to be you know the smaller studios don't have that that luxury of having one of the most you know valuable ips ever out there and i think that's that's the thing that i'm i'm the most bummed about Mm -hmm. um it also goes to like the future of e3 yeah like do you think that this is the beginning of the end for it is is this do you think e3 comes back same strength next year Ooh, same strength? I don't know. Yeah. I do think it'll be back next year. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think it'll be the... It's going to be hard to overcome everything even before the illness. Um, right. Wah. Wah. I can't do that very well. <laughs> um, I, I just think all the humps and hurdles uh, before this is is still a, a huge thing to overcome for the ESA with like the leaking of the, the journalist info, uh, you yeah. know, Jeff leaving because of that and other things and Sony not being there. It just seems like a shell of what it always already was. Yeah. Um, and now it's, it's, I do think it'll come strange. back. I just don't think it'll be the same heavy hitting yeah. thing that it has been. What I would really like to see, and I think maybe the person that could do it is a Jeff Keeley or a Penny Arcade that does PAX, is a, a, a true conference for what we, the gamers, view E3 of being. Sure. And I think the closest thing of that is a PAX, mm-hmm. but like I would like, yeah, a place where Sony's there, Microsoft's there, Nintendo's there. And like people just get to play the newest games. Yeah. You know, I don't really care about the conference. You can still have that as a N- Nintendo Direct like style, mm-hmm. but like, hey, have it so that people can actually play The Last of yeah. Us 3 in 2066. You I, know what I mean? I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, I, I don't know his Twitter handle, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Cameron Abbott from that nerdy site was set mm-hmm. a tweet out today that um, I think other people also said that around the same thing, but have this new E3. In, in the coming years be like a week long 
and have mm-hmm. it be media only for the first three days. So that way they can still do their jobs, get everything, all the news about these games out. And then after those three days, it turns into a PAX. And the public yeah. can come in and just play whatever. I think that that's actually a really genius idea. Yeah. But who knows? We might not even get to see the light. You know? <laughs> we might not even see the that day. That is true. Famous Seamus. And the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. You could write that down. That's a fact. Writes in with this question. With E3 now canceled, do you think Sony will slash should do a state of play during the week of E3? Should other companies join in as well? Now, again, like out of the Kotaku article, E3 does say that they're planning on doing something, an online presence of some sort. Mm -hmm. But do you, Kyle, think that Sony is going to take one of these slots uh, uh, around this E3 enigma? of online experience or do you also think companies are just going to be like, nah, E3, we're just going to do our own online event. I mean, we already see Xbox is doing it. So what are your thoughts? I, I always thought that Sony was going to do one around the same time anyway. Um, Same. So I don't think this will alter that plan at all. I mean, Mm -hmm. at some point, Joe, they got to talk about PlayStation five. At some point, you think so? At some point, they have to. If it's coming out this year, they have to talk about it eventually. Uh, dude, let me tell you, there's this, there's been this talk, uh, like argument online about like, uh, is is the PlayStation Five an RDNA one or RDNA two DNA two base? And I'm just like, I what? I don't care about any of that. Just I don't give a shit. I want to see it. Let me see the box. Let me see a box, and I'm gonna be set. Like I don't even know what you just said to me. I also don't know if I should be insulted. Yeah. Yeah. I also think other companies are gonna join in. Like you mentioned, Xbox. I believe Ubisoft put out a tweet saying that they are also gonna be looking into doing their own digital type of of event. Um, Also, I've seen a lot of people in, in gaming media say like, even though. Like you say, do a direct. It seems so easy. It, it's still going to be pretty hard to kind of pull it together with three months. Yeah. Like it's going to be like a not, lot of effort to get that together. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to one of the indie devs. I was just like, so like when did like, you know, because indies are, are a huge thing. And I, and I talked to him like, when did Nintendo reach out to you? They're like, oh, like eight months yeah. before it even happened. I was like, what? Mm. Like, yeah. Like these things are set up six months at least before you know they're 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 out yeah. there. So like, yeah, an online version mm-hmm. of that in less than or sorry, a version of that in less than two months. Yeah. You also got a little fe- over two months. I I assume every single uh, company developer publisher wants to have their own style to it as well. So like they've got to make sure nothing really looks the same. Like, yeah. if we get just the same style of direct, because that's just the easy comparison to make, direct style video all weekend long, it's going to get monotonous. It's not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be like they're throwing stuff at us. Like, yeah. I want to see a different and style for every single that, that That is asking a lot, because I'm really thinking, hey, it's like a blank conf- conference room. Mm. And like they have the devs in there, and it's kind of like, uh, like when Apple reveals something, mm. they do it at a, they do it at the mothership they call it, uh-huh. and it's just press that needs to be there. But again, it'll probably be their employees, and then just like use Gilmont in there with his little baguette, and he's gonna talk about Ubisoft games. Like that's what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Mm. Um, and I and I think that is 
where everybody's expectations should be as well. Because if we're thinking like this is going to be the most grandiose event ever, like I want a different feeling for each one. I don't think you're going to get that with like, again, a little under two months left to actually getting something out yeah. there. Uh, yeah. So in Ray Martinez, speaking of. Uh, PS5 when we're going to see it. He writes in with this question with E3 officially being canned and GC uh, GDC also being canceled. Do you think Sony will have any official gathering for the PlayStation five reveal, or do you think this will be done on a state of play? Kyle, what are your thoughts? That's a great call. Um, especially they're saying like avoid crowds. I don't know yeah. if they, they will do that. Um, I think it might just be a video of them explaining. Yeah. Mark Cerny. Hey, you can do a video. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I know you're currently down with the sickness. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to remember the lyrics. <laughs> it's just, see, it just the Mark Cerny voice. Come on, get down with the sickness. Your, your mother, get down with the sickness. Your mother, get down. <laughs> Get down with the sickness, your mother. Get down. Get down with the sickness. Ooh, wah, ah, ah, ah. Okay, here's neck three. No, I. Here's neck three. Now open this fucking pit. <laughs> All right, listen, Kyle. Mark Cerny being metal as fuck is one thing, but do so. You really do think it's going to be just a state of play? That's it. I do, uh, strictly yeah. because everyone seems to be so avoid large crowds. Like it is mm. in the best interest. Um, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards that as well. Uh, just seeing how many, just like media and just again company restrictions on flying. Like again, this is getting real. Where I I work at a medium range PR firm, and they're like everyone work remotely from here on out. We don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Just be safe. Don't go outside. You know. Don't cough on your hands. And um, so for me, I'm thinking, yeah, this is a state of play. Also, whatever Xbox is doing is also a state of Xbox. Whatever An inside Xbox that. or whatever it is. An inside Xbox. There you go. Uh, you know, it's going to it's it's going to be different. And it's funny how, you know, wa -ah -ah has changed the way. <laughs> nonchalantly not doing it. I'm trying my best. How it's affected the rollout of these consoles. You know, like, I think Antonio was, was hyping us with a little bit of fear. He's just like, I don't think these consoles are coming out anytime soon. And, um, you know, or this year. I don't think that's the case mm -hmm. because, you know, right now Down With The Sickness is is on the decline in China. So I think things are going to get, you know, back up. I just don't think the supply is going to meet the demand. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, to me, that that's what it's at. I it, it's interesting how this all shakes out yeah, for me. Definitely. Now, Antonio does have a question relating to E3, and he has this. Uh, in my opinion, what gamers want out of E3 presentations never fully hit their potential due to long-winded presenters and the abundance of trailers with no gameplay. If the last two years, Sony, Xbox, Ubisoft, EA, and all delivered A-plus mind-blowing wish-fulfillment presentations... Would E3 still be alive today? Very, Would this be a different conversation? Yeah, that's a very interesting like, take. Yeah. I mean, first we have to 
we have to live in a in a society where every every presentation's hitting a grand slam, yeah. which I just don't think that's possible. But no, I still don't think so. Mm-hmm. Because I, and I'm just the old school men- mentality of you want to control the message, you want a clear message, you want to get it to as many people as you can. You get it. You, you get the third option. You get C with you get you know when you're at E3, you, you get the message out to everybody, but you're still going up against whatever Sony has, whatever Xbox has, whatever Ubisoft has. Mm-hmm. Like you're still also then going with whatever technical difficulties acts of God might happen. So to me, yeah, in a perfect world would this conversation still, you know, would we be having this conversation of will E3 stay relevant? Yeah. I still think in a perfect society yeah. where we have, you know, universal healthcare that everything's worked mm-hmm. out, you know? Kyle, what do you think? I, I think it hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, yeah. I still think it would it'd be in trouble because, like, he, Antonio's positing that like if Sony was was even there last year, um, yeah. which they weren't, so like it, it was already on the decline because one of the major games uh, makers, uh, games like delivers or weren't Just there. Just didn't want to show so, up. So like it, yeah. it, it was already suffering. Um, yeah, but yeah. And I mean, we heard it time and time again, and I think the reason why Sony backed out was like, people are like, they're just showing a different trailer to the same game over and over again. And so Sony was just like, okay, we don't want that narrative built for us, so we're just going to end it right here. We're going to do our own thing. So, yeah. Uh, Nathan writes in, this will be the last E3 topic. Uh, He says, what was the most infamous E3 event? I honestly think there is nothing better than the PlayStation 4 reveal. I and practically everything. Absolutely. That you, seeing what Xbox did earlier in the day or was it the day before? I forget. Yeah. It kind of blends together. I think the night that that night right? I think Xbox always went I think in the morning a couple ish. hours before yeah. Sony. And then Sony yeah. came guns blazing and just kind of mm-hmm. ripped them a new one. Um that was super memorable and yeah, I, I I also remember like, obviously the PS3 599 thing. Um, <sighs> we the the we uh, was it we music where the guy was like drumming on stage with the Wii motes uh, <laughs> or the yeah, Wonder Book yeah. presentation for place it like you those are real bad. Too. You're remembering some. These are not infamous. These uh, are tw- tw- well, you're like twisted metal. The one. the ice cream truck yeah. coming out and, and David Jaffe's That's like, dope. hey, the new twisted metal's coming. Um, that That's was pretty dope. cool. I've, but please, yeah, for, for me, Final Fantasy VII reveal, get out of here. The remake, exactly. get out of here. That's awesome. <laughs> One of my most memorable has to be uh, Spider-Man for sure because I love Spider-Man Ooh. so much. Yeah. Uh, God of War was also excellent. But Same my here. favorite is Horizon Zero Dawn. So yeah. it is the 2016 yeah. PlayStation. That was Resident that, Evil um, 7 too. Yeah. God. I was so in the theater good. for that one. That was an experience. Ooh. Just being with PlayStation fans, like watching that Resident Evil 7 trailer and not realizing it was RE7. And when those words popped up, everyone losing their mind. It was it was awesome. Yeah. For me, I remember being in the basement and uh, they're like, don't come out until you learn your lesson. But like my brother and I were watching E3. He's not a big gamer. And like Horizon Zero Dawn was just like, whoa. Yeah. I got to try this out. This Mm -hmm. looks fucking Mm -hmm. cool. And it also goes to like why I, again, love Sony so much is like. Who would let a company have this idea and and have at it? Like that's bonkers. Such a so different idea be, from what they've already done. So different. Yeah. 
Because it could have been just like, oh, it's a third-person shooter mm-hmm. game, right? Like, it's just another cover base, you know, whatever. And it's, it is third-person, but it's action. It's, it's different. I don't know. I love it so yeah. much. And with that, the next story is Horizon Zero Dawn related. Take it away, Kyle. Uh, Chris String over at GamesIndustry.biz writes, Horizon Zero Dawn confirmed for PC. Horizon, or flip your tables now. Break everything you own on your desk. It is a riot in the streets. <laughs> Not really. Don't do that. You're awful if you do that. Horizon do Zero Dawn will launch on PC this summer. PlayStation has confirmed. The news comes via PlayStation Worldwide Studios president Herman Hulse speaking in an interview with the PlayStation blog. Hulse doesn't rule out more first-party games coming to PC, but says there are no plans to release PC, PC versions of PlayStation games at the same time as their console counterparts. Horizon Zero Dawn launched on PS4 in March of 2017. Quote, I think it's important that we stay open to new ideas of how to introduce more people to PlayStation and show people maybe what they've been missing out on, he said. And to maybe put a few minds at ease, releasing one first-party AAA title to PC doesn't necessarily mean that every game now will come to PC. In my mind, Horizon Zero Dawn was just a great fit in this particular instance. We don't have plans for day and date PC releases, and we were, we remain 100% committed to dedicated hardware, end quote. In the interview on the PS blog, Hulse discusses what gamers can expect from future Worldwide Studios titles and suggests that although the firm will be experimenting with new ideas, the focus remains on creating single-player story-driven titles that have proven to be very successful on PS4. Quote, We're very committed to dedicated hardware, as we were before, he stated. We're going to continue to do that, and we're very committed to quality exclusives and to strong narrative-driven single-player games. At the same time, we're going to be very open to experimentation, to new ideas, just trying things out to see what works. I think that's also very much part of the DNA of Worldwide Studios, end quote. So this is something that's been rumored since, like, late December. Yeah, we talked about it way long ago. God, we've talked, I think, yeah, I think December and January. Mm-hmm. It's finally here. Yeah. Um, we saw some people react positively. Ooh. If you don't know what we're talking about, Joe retweeted the video. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a sad excuse for a PlayStation gamer. Get out of here. Yeah. This this guy flipped his desk. Crates, for some reason, are, are in his room. <laughs> like, like his, wooden his crates. TV's on the ground, I think. Like, it's... Broken. Glass everywhere. All because... He's br- like, this... Breathing heavy. Like... Yeah. Oh, he was sobbing. He was just like... <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, are you... All right. Three years ago when the game came out. Chill. Chill, chill out. And they're like, Sony, Sony's dead because more people could play their game. It's like, what What type of world are we exactly. living in, Kyle? I don't know. Like, look, I used to be a dumb, dumb idiot. I'm going to be first and foremost when I used to think, oh, yeah, you know, exclusives have to have incentive uh, to, to purchase the console, which is still very much true. And I thought, you know, Xbox having their exclusives on PC devalued xbox but i was proven wrong i was with you i'm saying it right here i was wrong Mm -hmm. it has done nothing but bring great publicity to the xbox brand to the ecosystem as well so credit where credit's Mm -hmm. due and also playstation isn't a slouch here either they've made pc games in the past they had a whole division focus i think it was it uh, daybreak games Mm -hmm. used to be sony interactive so uh, listen Sony's had their crack at PC. We're even seeing some of their IPs like Journey, which is theirs. Like, um, oh my gosh, why do I keep on blinking on the on the name? Uh, the David Cage games. 
John to Whatever, death? all the David... God of yeah, War? No, no. Twisted Metal? No, David Cage. David Cage. Oh. David Pompous Cage. Heavy Rain. I love you. Uh, Beyond yeah. Two Souls. He- Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls. All those games are Sony games. He needed their permission to get on the Epic Game Store. They're there because Sony allowed it mm-hmm. to. So let's not pretend that this isn't one but of many foots, footnotes or footstones or whatever. No, wait. Stepping stones? Stepping stones. There you go. <laughs> uh, to to PlayStation games coming yeah. onto PC. It's, just, it's gonna happen. It's here. I, 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 we have the same sentiment, and I hope most of our listeners have the same thing. Like, I want as many people as possible to experience these amazing games that I've been playing throughout the years. With an asterisk, except Xbox. Get that shit. <laughs> I, I will not. I will take wipe that asterisk away. Oh, really? You wouldn't? You so you wouldn't care if Uncharted's on Xbox? Oh, okay. I thought you meant like Xbox fans can't experience. No, no, yeah. no! They're allowed. They're allowed. They, they'll, yes. they'll finally get. A I don't. I don't ever want to see them hop consoles. Right. PC's fine. Yeah. For for me, again, exclusives are the incentive for the box, and I think what companies have learned is that the PC audience is nothing but growing, mm-hmm. and PC players don't really care about our exclusives or xbox ex- exclusives they'll buy them if they come to their platform mm-hmm. but i think what pc players enjoy the most is more than just you know high fidelity gaming high resolution gaming that mods whatever have you they love options mm-hmm. that's what pc players love so if you give them the option of buying a playstation game and you can mod it you can do whatever the hell you want with it PC players are going to buy that thing, but they're not interested in PlayStation. They're not interested in Xbox nine times out of 10 because those are controlled environments. Mm-hmm. Those are controlled ecosystems. They want something open. And so allowing PC players who were probably nine times out of 10, not going to buy a console to begin with. And you're not really going to be making much money off of them anyway. Why not just, Hey, here's the game. Buy it. There you go. And then the incentive of an exclusive is, you buy it on our box, and you're into our ecosystem for people that want convenience, because that's what console gaming is all about. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that makes the most sense. The next barrier to break is when consoles are donezo, they're dead, and they're just platforms, how that's going to look. You know, Are we going to have an Xbox box that has a PlayStation app? Mm-hmm. Probably in the future. Mm-hmm. But that's a far distant one. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So... To me, nothing but great news yep, here. Nothing but great news. But nothing but great. And honestly, if you uh, uh, that person came out and they're just like, hey, this is a parody account and um, it was literally just a joke. And like, even if that was, the cry for help yeah. is sad. As, as Cloud Strife sad. says in the remake demo, get help. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, before Perfect. we move on uh, to the next set yeah. of news, we are recording this on March 11th of 2020 yeah. and that is such a yeah. speaking of horizon zero, zero dawn that is an important date in horizon zero dawn do you know why joe why is that? it is elizabeth sobeck's birthday Ooh. uh the the i, I don't want to i guess more people she's a main character <laughs> that's all we can say yeah i don't i don't want to awesome. spoil it's been three years but with the news of it going to pc for people who haven't yeah. played it yet i don't want to say anything but yeah. it's an important character so happy birthday yeah. And the cool thing too before we even like get off this point 
for people that have that graphics card, have that CPU, you'll be able to play in actually 4K. And that game is stunning checkerboarded. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. Again, this is great news. And to see Herman go, hey, it's not every PlayStation game. I think it's just kind of to, to kind of disperse the flames a little yeah. bit. I mean, we're seeing The Last of Us 2 is probably going to yeah. get ported. I mean, Death Stranding is. Death Stranding is. So to me, this is fine. I think as long as they give it a gap between releases, it's not going to affect Sony that yeah. much. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kim Next over at IGN writes, The Last of Us being adapted for an HBO show. The Last of Us director Neil Druckmann will team up with Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin on a television adaptation of The Last of Us for HBO. Druckmann will be involved in the creation of the HBO The Last of Us series. This is a rarity for video game adaptations as the game creators aren't usually directly involved with the adaptation process of their games. Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions will co-produce the series for the cable network. Sources told IGN the HBO series will replace the previously announced The Last of Us movie adaptation. Mason is best known for creating 2019's award-winning series Chernobyl about the nuclear disaster in Ukraine. Mason is reportedly a fan of video games and has called Druckmann, quote, without question the finest storyteller working in the video game medium, and The Last of Us is his magnum opus, end quote. Getting a chance to adapt this breathtaking work of art has been a dream of mine for years, and I'm so honored to do it in partnership with Neil. That's the actual end quote. Dreckman also commented on the project, saying, quote, From the first time I sat down to talk with Craig, I was equally blown away by his approach to narrative and his love and deep understanding of The Last of Us. With Chernobyl, Craig and HBO created a tense, harrowing, emotional masterpiece. I couldn't think of better partners to bring the story of The Last of Us to life as a television show, end quote. Holy crap. Oh, boy. It's happening, boys. It's happening. Buckle up. It's happening. Oh, I have I have mixed feelings. Re- oh, okay. Why do you have mixed feelings, sir? Don't, Talk to I, me. I love The Last of Us so, so much. Okay. I, to have a, a TV series just adapting what the story of the game already is... I don't mm-hmm. without having Troy and Ashley as as the main characters. It might be too much for me because um, okay. I love those performances so much. But like, I want to. I'm I'm very happy and I'm confident that Neil is a part of this process. So I know Neil loves the world. He will do the the uh, narrative justice. Um, mm. And I, I haven't seen Chernobyl, but I've heard amazing things. Just visually, it looked great. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a little on the fence because I love this. I hold this story so close to my heart that mm-hmm. I don't want to see it get messed up or sullied in any yeah. way. I, I definitely understand, you know, being apprehensive mm-hmm. about it because of the track record of video games being adapted into anything yeah. isn't usually that great. But for me, this news was awesome because, look, this is Neil Druckmann. He's not consulting. He's writing, right? He, he is producing this show. This is his vision. Whoever's getting casted, that's probably his call, mm-hmm. right? This is his creative work. So he's going to know if there's any way to adapt this game, it's going to be him. And yeah, uh, Craig Mazin, who's worked on Chernobyl, I was talking to my mother because she's the smartest. <laughs> 
Um, but like, she really loved Chernobyl. I was just like, hey, you know, Ma, they're making a they're making a video game, you know, TV show. She's like, oh, great, that's nice. Whatever, I'm scared. Like, it's directed by the, or it's gonna be written by the guy that did Chernobyl. My mom's like. Oh my God, that's gonna be great! What is <laughs> like, like Chernobyl was able to capture uh, the minds of just like people like my mother who who were there when Chernobyl happened, not like at you know yes in, in the time. Yeah, she, she was watching it on TV. She wasn't the one that hit the reactor. Okay, <laughs> she was just standing outside with like popcorn. With, with like shades on, like oh my goodness, oh, death and destruction. <laughs> this is lovely. Uh, but like there, if there's anybody that could write a piece of, of of work and do it well, it seems like Craig's the man to do it. Mm-hmm. And so seeing these two great minds coalescing into this one experience or, or writing to make this one experience, I'm totally on board mm-hmm. with it. This is this is awesome to me. I'm super pumped. I don't know who they're going to get. As casting, and that's our first question about this mm-hmm. as well. It comes from the most famous Seamus. He says, "Who would you cast as Joel and Ellie? Like, who would put your mind at ease?" Because, like, for me personally, I am not a fan of like me me doing the call of like who should be casted and who shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Because I I think you know the the perfect example is like Heath Ledger. Oh, absolutely. When he was announced as Joker, we're all like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And then he totally owns the role yeah. and totally redefines mm-hmm. it. So like when it comes to like who's going to play the role, I mean like everybody does, you know, Hugh Jackman sure. and uh, the girl from uh from uh Logan. Like sure. that's always the first thing that comes to mind, but yeah, uh to me, I I don't know who surprise me. I gotcha. And and I, I I my I am so on board with this Kyle. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I uh I immediately thought of two people. And okay. and they're both from the same show. Um oh. I don't know how it would work. Like I I feel like whenever they see them they'll think of this show. And I'm I'm talking Game of Thrones. I'm talking Jamie Lannister and Arya Stark. Um, I saw I saw someone uh, doing doing uh, Jamie Jamie Lannister. I actually think he'd be great. Yeah. I think I, I he's uh, a his terrific name is actor. Nikolai Coaster Wildow. I think I am sorry if I butchered yeah. that name, but probably did. But don't fine. worry about it. It's yeah. I think he would be fantastic. I think he's a great actor. But I think when it comes to something like The Last of Us, you could really. I think you could definitely get big names in there, yeah. but I don't want anybody. I would like a no name for oh, Ellie. Oh yeah, that's my only thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like give me someone that I don't mm-hmm. know that I can't picture as Ellie. Do that, and then give me a a strong actor that can you know own that role. So like a Hugh Jackman, I'm totally fine with because I know Hugh is a great actor. Yeah. Guy that plays Jamie Lannister, I know he's a good actor as well because I love Jamie. He brought that char- character to yeah. life and so many dimensions to him as mm-hmm. well. Um, but the one thing that does worry me is how is this show going to be paced? Yeah. Like that is, do you, do you think, yeah, listen, last of us has been out for a while. We're not going to spoil the ending, but seriously, this is a PlayStation podcast. What are you doing? (laughs) Play last of us. How it's broken up into seasons. Do you think that like, that's how it's going to be broken up? Season one is fall. Season two is winter. Like, Oh, you're, you're, you're thinking this will take over four seasons. Yeah. I'm thinking it might just be one season. Um like one full like I don't know how that would work. Maybe some time jumps here and there, but like Yeah. I don't want it to overstay its welcome. I don't want it going mm-hmm. back to the show I just mentioned, I don't want to Game of Thrones it. I, I, yeah. I don't want him to kinda 
jam-packed so much that it feels rushed because last of us is kind of a slow burn and mm-hmm. i i want i want that same kind of feeling to it like i don't want to yeah. i don't want to overlook the david stuff that that david stuff no, is absolutely oh man you could spend two three episodes just on that like i i i, I want it to be drawn out i want all the the lore mm-hmm. in there i want all the the story beats and the performances in there so like take your time do you think we're gonna get like different like or or new characters into the story as well because like the thing about last of us is it's so intimate yeah right it's joel and ellie for like 90 percent of that story i mean then you got bill you have tess yeah um you're gonna have some have to do some uh, some cuts i would you know i would really love if we get some sort of story of uh the boat captain uh was it uh ishmael Okay. Uh, some of the in-game collectible letters you 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 collect. I'm I'm blanking right. on his name. It might not be Ishmael. Uh, no, but I know I definitely yeah. know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, it, it's when you're on the beach with um. Oh my God, the brothers. With Amelie? No, the brothers. No, not no. <laughs> when you have to run and then pass out. What are the brothers' names? I can't, I'm blanking. Don't worry, I'm blanking okay. on it too. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if we're tired, we we might have, be down with the sickness as well. But like for me, I would like it so that like yeah, maybe a season we have we have the brothers we meet in Philadelphia, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe for a season it is about David. It is about Ellie on her own helping Joel. Like yeah, maybe season one is about Tess and Joel's with her as well. Speaking like, of that yeah. actress who plays Tess should be Tess in yeah. the show. Oh, absolutely! She, she fucking kills it. She's fantastic. Yeah, she yeah she fucking kills it. So like, to me, that's that's the only things that I'm I'm truly truly worried about is how we're going to pace one game, but also knowing that like the sequel's on its way, mm-hmm. does that also kind of put pressure on them to just make another Last of Us? You know, like a Last of Us Part yeah. Three. Does this like how how the TV show affects mm-hmm. the game? Uh, that's yeah. the only. Also, thing uh, Henry and Sam are the brothers. Uh, uh, and uh, another thing that bothers me is, is this going to take Neil away from whatever the next game he's working on? Like, are we going to get I a mean, longer is... time period of a Neil-directed game? I'm not saying Last of Us Part Three. I'm not saying Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Whatever new IP maybe he's coming up with, like, we're going to get more of a time in between games from him, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of bummed out about. I mean, that is a concern. Yeah. I that I mean that is something we can't really gloss over is the fact that like yeah, his efforts are now going to be diverted into two big mm-hmm. things. But it's also cool about PlayStation Productions as well. Let's not even gloss over oh, that. Yeah. We almost did. Yeah. Like PlayStation Productions uh, over a year ago, everybody's like, oh god, great. Oh wow, they're gonna have a like you know a twisted metal show. Powers this is gonna be fantastic. Yeah, Powers. Oh, this is gonna really congratulations. This is HBO. Right. This is like HBO's on the same level of, the, of like a Netflix. Yeah. You know, it's always those two are going head to head with some of the most premium content out there. They are the ones that are really pushing the boundaries in terms of of content on TV. So like PlayStation, I think Sony's doing a great job of or, or starting to do a great job of saying and taking a look at that portfolio saying, listen, what Sony is, first and foremost, is PlayStation. Almost a third of their profit profits is PlayStation alone. The other side of Sony that a lot of people don't see is production. They are huge into production, not of just movies, 
not just Sony Pictures, but also TV. Like, Breaking Bad is a Sony production. So seeing them go, okay, we have all these IP. Some of them would make great movies. Some of them would make great shows. And then just kind of throwing those out there and kind of churning them out themselves is an awesome idea because the movies are going to complement the games. And if we've seen from the, from the Witcher, which is a great example, when the Witcher TV show came out, look at how the, 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 the game sold like hotcakes. Like there's still some of the best sellers right now, just because of Henry Cavill as the mm-hmm. Witcher. Right. So Sony's probably taking a look at that going, wow, if the movies and shows can complement the games and the games can complement the movies, we can have just this river of money flowing yeah. back and forth. I think it's nuts. I think this is awesome. I'm personally super excited to see what this show is going to be because of HBO, because of the writers, because Neil's involved. And honestly, though it does worry me, I think you make a great point that like, yeah, what's like Neil's going to be distracted. Mm-hmm. That is for sure a problem or, or, or could be a problem, but also kind of gives me hope of like, well, listen, this is the person that made it. You know, like this is the person who if they're if if they're going to know the characters the the best, I would love like if we're making a Kratos, you know, movie, you know, I would love, you know, the Santa Monica crew to have a say in what Kratos would do and and think, you know, I would love Corey in there saying, no, 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 Atreus, Atreus can't be that person. He needs to be this Mm -hmm. person and kind of cast them themselves because they made the gosh dang Mm -hmm. thing. So with that, Kyle, let's get into. Oh my God, we're not even done yet. We're <laughs> also, not even out of the weeds. Like the the voice actors that make up The Last of Us, they better be in this show some way somehow. I want to see Troy Baker. I want to see Ashley Johnson in a yeah, background like probably, scene as like extras or something, yeah. or like have some couple yeah. lines of dialogue because it just yeah. needs that. I feel pay some amount. I, I I don't think that's gonna be an issue. Yeah. I just again. Give me a vision of what you think this yep. would look like you know, in prime time. Uh, Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat writes, Reggie is going to make GameStop great again. Nintendo America's former president and taker of names is joining GameStop's board of directors. The huge gaming retail company announced today that Reggie fils is joining its board to help turn the company around. fils is best known as his time as president of Nintendo of America when he was the face of the company in North America. Quote, The gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop, Fisame writes on Twitter. I look forward to being a part of GameStop's corporate board and helping to make this happen, end quote. GameStop sees this as a chance to bring in fresh ideas. Quote, the board refreshment and governance enhancements announced today represent an important milestone in GameStop's transformation as we continue to evolve the company's business strategy for long-term success, GameStop chief executive George George Sherman said. They are each highly qualified and bring significant, relevant experience to our turnaround, end quote. I put this in the notes and you didn't like didn't. it, but GameStop's dead. Bury it. Stop it. Why? How, how does it? Okay. Real yeah. talk. Uh, I'm now aggravated. Now I'm the one. You're aggravated? That, that, that's, yeah, I'm aggravated. Why? How is this the best news ever? How is this, how's this going to turn around GameStop, Kyle? It's not. What, what, Reggie is a smart, smart man. That's great. He's a consultant. If he was the, the CEO or COO, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's a that's a move. I feel but I like, feel that they're great. gonna bring Reggie in. And, and if they bring Reggie in and just like poo-poo his ideas, 
like, oh, we're not going to listen to you. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. no, they're bringing him in because they, they wanted to succeed. Uh, he is right. Game a healthy GameStop is important for for gaming fans everywhere. Being able to go in there and see the the box art, see the the games, you know, be part of that environment. Especially, you know, again, this might just be my bias as a physical game media person, but like being able to still have a, a, a case to put on my shelf is is something that I value a whole lot when it comes to games. I don't want it to one day maybe disappear from a digital server when they finally take it off the store. Like I want to be able. That's to hold my it. whole, but like that's my whole case in point though. Is like, how is Reggie going to, you know, turn what is we're seeing it more and more each year? How is he going to turn? 10% of digital back to physical. Like, that's just not going to happen. You're fighting convenience. You're fighting, you're literally fighting the future that is like, we just talked about HBO, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny how we're like, oh, there's no way this show could, or at least I'm on the point of, there's no way this show's going to be bad. It's on HBO. Mm-hmm. HBO is the pioneers of, of this, hey, TV's as service. You want this thing? We're premium. You're going to pay for this. You could watch HBO on your phone, on your toilet, whatever you want to do. It's your HBO. Watch it the way you want. We see Netflix, right? Killing off, uh, you know, Blockbuster, West Coast Video, which of which I was the champion of, you know? So, like, I don't see I don't see this as anything more of, like, look, at the end of the day, the board of directors, like, Reggie is still technically retired. Mm-hmm. This is still... Technically a part-time job for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Like, oh, he's going to give them th- his ideas. But, like, that's where the buck stops. I don't... I see this because, uh, like, a lot of people are like, what's in it for Reggie? And I would like to know what you think. Because for me, nothing. Like, Reggie comes in here, he gets a check. Mm-hmm. Right? At worst case scenario, uh, GameStop goes out of business and he could wipe his hands of it going, well, GameStop's GameStop. It was going under. I tried my best, but... Whatever, yeah. it was a sinking ship when I got there. And if he's able to plug all the holes in it, which I doubt, um, he could be like, look, I saved GameStop. Mm-hmm. Look at how smart I mm-hmm. was. I invented the stuffed crust pizza. He worked at Pizza Hut before Nintendo. I, 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 get, I get where yeah. you're coming from. But I think Reggie is so much a ambassador of video games, first and foremost, mm-hmm. that he wants to make sure that it is still a vibrant, uh, thing no matter where you look and like it or not GameStop is still a huge thing for a lot of gamers and he wants to make sure that it's still the case I mean look at what he did with the Wii look what he did with the the switch as far as marketing and like and and this the smart moves geared towards making those two platforms so successful and I realize those are consoles those are actual games and this is a a uh, commercial you know, just a, a business where you just sell games. Um, mm-hmm. I, I still think he, he is too valuable to not to like say like, Oh, Reggie's there, blah, blah, blah. It's not a big deal. Like, I think he is, he's a smart dude. He knows what he's talking about. Like he was at game awards last year. He came out and, and gave the best speech of the show, you know, to talk mm-hmm. about why gaming is so important and he was passionate about it. And him bringing passion to GameStop is probably the best medicine for him. No, I get it. I, I definitely do. I just don't see, again, I just don't see how he he can 
how he could convince me in where the internet consistently gets better, bandwidth gets better. As like we were just talking very briefly, uh, you know, before the show, going, I'm playing Doom on PS now, streaming it off my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's freaking great. Mm-hmm. Like how how can Reggie sell me away from my streaming services? my digital marketplace, me buying stuff in my underwear. <laughs> Things have to drastically change for GameStop for that to happen. And I mean, I don't even think at the end of the day, those drastic changes could save them. Because like, if we're talking about, let's be real here. They're like, hey, how about this? We put out the card and it's actually worth a damn and you get a percentage off of new games as well as used. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. That's why I tried that though. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon, look, you can buy the games in your underwear. Well, guess what? Still going to arrive probably late. Mm-hmm. Can't fight convenience. And I feel like GameStop is, is it's kind of like, man, it's it's going it's going to the gallows and it's just, it's clawing. It's just clawing, dude. Uh, you know what? I don't, I, I don't see you this one. I'm sorry. It's fine. It, it, it's... You know what? It's time for some lightning news. That was my lightning sound effect. Listen, we're broke. We can't afford sound effects, okay? Can't afford a soundboard. Kyle, I got some news for you. Don't worry, I got this. Ghost of Tsushima is out June 26th. New trailer dropped. Kyle, what are your immediate thoughts of this trailer? Didn't see a lot of gameplay, but we saw a lot of what this story is going to be about a lot of the world. So I mean... Talk it. about beautiful ass games! Oh yeah. man, I can't wait to get that on my TV. Um, yeah, whew, it is gorgeous. Um, it the the little bit of gameplay that we did see, um, super smooth. It looks really fun. It looked the Sucker Punch style of like of uh, just look Sucker Punch to me when it comes to gameplay is like fun. It's fun to mm. to do combat and stuff, and this looked like fun, and I am I am all in. I collector's edition has been pre-ordered. I am so excited. Same here. Yeah, no, this game looks fan freaking tastic. It looks beautiful. The atmosphere, just oh my god, the part that had me with the trailer was two parts. First, I put it on Twitter where he's up on this hill and it's just the mm. beautiful forest mm-hmm. and how green everything was. And then when he's on the horse and it's galloping, and he has his sword out and you just see the wind brush against him. It was beautiful. Yeah. I'm digging the art style. I'm digging how beautiful this game is. The brief moments of gameplay does scream that this is going to feel maybe, and I, this is my feelings on it, maybe like an Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's what it was kind of screaming at to me, which I'd be yeah. down with, because how long have we been waiting for an Assassin's Creed game in in feudal Japan? Yeah. It looks like we're getting. It. I I so like I this... almost get a sense of like um, Onimusha a little bit. Ooh, especially God. with the, the Joe after works at a lot the the E yeah. three demo that we saw or the state of play demo that we saw, or was Game Awards Game Awards demo that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was like blocking and kind of like uh, strafing around his enemies, it seemed like blocking defense is such a big deal, kind of like that old school Anamusha type feel to it. Yeah, uh, whatever this game is, I'm super down I'm so on it. Excited. This is or, or super up on this. This is this is awesome. I, I I'm I got the collectors as yeah. well, 
And when we're talking about collectors, let me tell you, this comes from the blog itself. You have a steelbook and a digital version for $69.99. Sexy. Uh, of course, you get the game, steelbook case, digital art book. Uh, you get a special skin for your character, uh, for Jin, uh, and then other in-game items like like horse horse armor, because that always goes over very yeah. well. Uh, and then you got the collector's edition for 100 and 69 oh, 99 of course american not canadian funny money replica mask a war banner cloth map mini art book ghost of tashima sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like ghost of tashima coming out june 26 steel book digital art book again more more horse armor and other yeah. awesome cosmetics so for for again 170 i was just like dope that mask looks yeah. dope like- I'm I'm not like a huge like shinobi like Japanese like art style, but like something about Jin, yeah. something about the Ghost of Tsushima, he looks so fucking. And they've cool. they've teased the the powers that he has, and we haven't yeah. really seen much since that first reveal. Um, so I'm excited to see if what powers. You mean like his abilities? Like yeah, so like, like the like first reveal, like pa- he like, yeah. he like dropped smoke and he looked like yeah. otherworldly. So, like, I wonder yeah. if that's part of the game as well. I hope there's no, like, yokai bullshit in here. Mm. Like, I, I hope this is strictly from, like, the history, no magic. Just like, yeah, give me, like, yeah, like, ghost, like, or ghost powder, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Give me, you know, the, the, the smoke dust or whatever, yeah. the smoke bombs. Give me that, and, like, you could call it magic because that's what they thought they were mm-hmm. using. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, you could have a grenade and be, like, firebomb yeah. or whatever, like, that that would be cool if they referred to alchemy as magic, but like to me, just keep it based sure. in reality. I'm really and digging I'm, it. I'm just happy With to that, yes. have like it, I've said this on the show before. It is my mission to have a statue for every first party game, minus you know the ones that I can't get because they're too expensive. But like so, having yeah. this mask up with my other statues is going to look real real great. It's going to look really nice. I think this this could be the best statue yet. Yeah. My favorite still, I know I know you, you all are thinking Spider-Man, but if you take a look at it, some of it, not a fan yeah. of. Uh, it is God of yeah. War. Uh, that one is just... Yeah. Mm, Aloy one's pretty good, too. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Uh, with that, Marcus O'Neill writes in, I'm curious what you guys make of the Ghost of Tsushima release date. Why is it so close to The Last of Us Part 2? That is true. Yeah. It's, like, it's literally like a month after it. We're... we're I got a month to be the last of us, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, I like the, um, I like the trend every month. We're getting a PlayStation exclusive, right? We're, we're yeah. getting uh Neo two uh, out this week. We're getting final fantasy mm-hmm. next month. We're getting last of us. May ghost of Tsushima in June. Then you got to think is July. The PS five drop when they give out all the information, kind of like bam, 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 bam. Every month is something PlayStation huge news wise. That would be, I mean, because like a lot of people like we need, you know, Sony's not announcing it. It shows that Sony doesn't have faith in the product. And I'm like, that's not what it means. It it just means they have other shit that they have to market first. Uh They don't want to make, they don't want to devalue The Last of Us by putting out PlayStation 5 news in front of it. You yeah. know, you want to be smart with it. Usually the market marketing cycles for the next-gen consoles start right as they announce them at E3. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, June, July, that's when you're getting all the pre-orders in. Sorry to tell you all, mm-hmm. but like that's when most people actually give yeah. a shit. So, especially uh, all those yeah, teenagers I, with their summer jobs looking to spend that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's we're gonna be fine, y'all. Yeah. We're gonna be absolutely. But I think fine. it's dope. Every month, PlayStation uh, exclusive yeah. game to play. Hell yeah. I mean, we have dreams in February, yeah. right? We have Neo this and MLB month. the show, and MLB the show. Uh, we have Final Fantasy Seven yep. with my boy Cloud, my cute mm-hmm. cute boy Cloud. Uh, then you have May with Ellie, The Last of Us Part mm-hmm. Two, Ghost of Tsushima, and that's gonna round out play- PlayStation Four. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. awesome. And, and again, also if Ghost of Tsushima doesn't do well, then they can say, well, it's because The Last of Us got pushed mm-hmm. and it was sort of clouded or, or whatever. We didn't have enough time to market it, and it was a dead time yeah. of the year. So they ca- they have a fallback position. Yeah. But honestly, from where this game looks right now, I'm on, I'm totally also, on board. I think a lot of people are. Famous well. shame would still be mad. I we forgot uh, Persona Five Royal is also something in this right? next couple. Very soon, actually. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. There's a lot of games to play. A lot of PlayStation A lot of games stuff. to play. But, Kyle, we're finally at the end. Because you know what? There is no Andy Snail Mail. We used up all the questions for the show. And that's how Daddy likes it. Okay? Daddy likes his questions in the show. All right? Daddy does it. Sometimes Daddy needs a day off from stealing other people's mail. Okay, yeah. kids? All right. Daddy's here. Daddy's here. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Kyle, are you holding on to Always. something? Good. Prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many awesome games to name. So each host, Kyle and Joseph, picks a game of their choosing and talks about why they're so hyped for said game. Kyle, what's your pick? My pick is a game called Neon City Riders. Looking for a 2D action-adventure mixed with super-powered urban gangs in a post-cyberpunk neon scenario? Take on the role of Rick, a masked vigilante who needs to explore the decaying futuristic neon city in search of items, superpowers, and companions to free the turfs from the four super-powered gangs' claws. This game was at PAX. I saw it being played. It looked cool. Oh, it's dope. Yeah. I like I like how it's like Neon City, and then it's just like... Rick, that's the name of the protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it, I dig it. My pick is Neo 2. Listen, I was going to do a funny one because Neo is an obvious pick, but wait for it. I was too lazy. So Neo 2, journey, journey to... 1555 Japan. That's like a time machine. I need like a DeLorean. So take a DeLorean to 1555 Japan, a country gripped in endless warfare where monsters and evil spirits stalk the land of natural beauty and menacing peril. Hunt down your enemies as a rogue mercenary wielding the supernatural or supernatural. Uh oh. Supernatural powers of the mythical yokai. Can you survive the treacherous Sengoku era? And, wait, can I say it in the accent? Sengoku era Did it anyway, bitch. And the new terrifying Dark Realm. Nice. Cool. That's it. Man, there was a lot of stuff yeah. to talk about, man. This episode has been crazy. I didn't even get yeah. into the the WB news really. Like we kinda glossed over that, but like 
Oh my god, do you want to talk about it right god, now? I, I, that sounds like the most hype thing ever in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fact that WB was planning a first ever conference to talk about the Batman game, Harry Potter, and the next Rocksteady game. Three of my top ten favorite pop culture things ever. Like, whew, mm-hmm. I that is already my most anticipated thing. If they're going to do a direct style video, like, oh man, I'm so excited. Okay, here's a question for you before yeah. we go then. Okay. It's true. There's been so much news. There's so many angles we could have tackled this in. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Kyle, my question for you, where are all these games going to fall when it comes to the promotion wise? Is it gonna be like all PlayStation, some of it Xbox? Mm. What what game do you think is going to match well with certain uh manufacturers? Uh, like I think Batman's a clear shoe in for PlayStation sure. always. Mm-hmm. It's it has been for a minute yeah. now. Uh if if right? Rocksteady's game is not batman oriented i could see it maybe going to xbox um okay uh still be multi-platform but like uh mm-hmm. marketing and stuff over there mm-hmm. harry potter's a weird one harry- i don't know where mm-hmm. harry potter would go harry potter. Uh, maybe that is the xbox i hate school. you stop it don't you dare sully harry potter Dumbledore. <laughs> now i got harry potter puppet, uh puppet pals stuck in my head oh i love that i got a little wand I shoot little pixie dust or whatever. Love. Oh, I was so understand. I, I need to stop bringing up the things that I love here because you just shit on them and ruin them for me. <laughs> yeah, man. Harry Potter's super lame. I can't do it. <laughs> man. <laughs> Again, it's, it is so, it is just the West Wing, but for magic users. Whoa. It's like, how can I? Whoa. How can, they're just walking in the hallway. They're talking about. Fucking magic spells or whatever. I'm doing what I should not be doing, and I'm biting my fingers and touching my face because that's how angry I am with you right now. <laughs> Can you feel it, Kyle? This I'm about this. to flip this table. <laughs> Guys, that's been the Trophy Room, a podcast made by the players for the players. Kyle, before we go... Anything you want to pimp out? As always, I like to pimp out myself, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Speaking of, I've gotten like three friend requests uh, on PSN mm-hmm. because of this show, saying that they listen and love the show. So shout out to you guys. Appreciate you. Um, mm-hmm. My show all about the kind of funny community, Best Friends Talk Funny, is at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter and wherever you listen to podcast services. Um, go to kindofnyc.com for all future meetup uh, details in the New York City area, as well as our other gaming uh focus show where we just talk about what we've been what we've been playing platform agnostic um as well as our com- conversation show uh dollar slice pod uh everything's that kind of nyc.com there you go and hey gang guys I, I totally forgot listen each and every week you can send your five star reviews over on itunes write it down tip top tip that's all you need You'd be like great show guys bam it helps us out it grows this big beautiful family but we also got a few new reviews. I want to read Ooh. one of them for us this week by Nerd Guy Steve. Great personality, great people, fantastic PlayStation content. Highly recommend. I highly recommend you, Hell Nerd yeah. Guy Steve. Thank you all so very freaking much. We're at 62 reviews oh, now. We've seven. grown by one since last week. Get it to seven more. We gotta maybe. get. Yeah, gotta get 69. <laughs> 
<laughs> Super cool. It's cool as number. Uh, yeah, and you can find the show, of course, on iTunes, on Spotify. Again, if you like what you heard, patreon.com slash badbit really does help this show grow. And you can find it here at Badbit Games where we talk about all things game news and reviews. And trust me, this month is a lot of stuff we're going to be covering. And yeah, I got a big surprise. Hopefully next week I'm able to unveil Super it. Super dope. It is it's super dope. It is going to change things. <laughs> Wake up, Samurai. We got a city to burn. Ooh. Kyle. <laughs> Little know, tease. Things are getting Little crazy. Tease. Little tease. Ah, what a great show. Everybody, again, thank you all so much for listening each and every week. Truly makes my heart sing when I get messages. Yeah, like this week as well. Keep on getting messages of how awesome we are, filling my ego up. <laughs> like I needed that more. <laughs> Thank you guys and gals for watching, tuning in, and supporting the show each and every week. Seriously, it means so much. And so with all that said, and with all that out of the way, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.